welcome to the weekly podcast of River Valley Church. We're glad you're here. Our heart is to lead people to Jesus and launch them into their God-given purpose. So we pray you would encounter God in a fresh, new way today. To learn more about our church, visit rivervalley.org. Now, let's tune in to this week's message. Well, I am getting so much good feedback on our vision, uh, 247, 247, 365, but I did have a couple of corrections after the sermon last week. Uh, Somebody came up to me and they said, you know, it's wrong. It's not uh, 24-7, 365. This is leap year. This is leap year, so it's 366. So you get an extra day to praise. You get an extra day to fulfill your goals and go after it. So uh, 24-7, 366 this year. And then I did have somebody, Nancy Holdy came up to me and she said, uh, after I said, um, you know, the hymn pop-up praise and all the different pop-up praise, and she found me in the lobby and she goes to our Apple Valley campus and she said, Pastor Rob, she said, a lot of us are really excited about the hymn pop-up praise night, but we're just not big shouters, okay? We're not big shouters. And she's like, but we were really excited for that. So for all you non-shouting hymn lovers, all right. Uh, But today, before we get to praise, favor, and salvations, um, I wanna let you know that there's a Pentecost. Before Acts 2.47 happens, we talked about it, in Acts chapter two, God pours out his spirit and there's a Pentecost. And so I wanna go back before we go forward with this year and back to the Pentecost and and moment and say this, we need power. And I even wanna go back to Acts 1.8, which we've read before. It says this, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. I mean, this is a power. This is something that I wanna preach on today and tell us to lean into the power. Lean into the power. Now you'd say, Pastor Rob, I thought you did a, a series last year on uh, the Holy Spirit's power. You're right, we did. We had Herbert Cooper, we had the campus pastors and myself, but I'm telling you right now, we have to lean into the power. And this is a spirit-filled church that believes in the power of the Holy Spirit, believes we are uh, able to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, function in those gifts of the Spirit, the nine gifts that are there, and they are to build his church. They're the plus for the purpose, all right? So we are leaning into the power. And um, as I even was saying, you know, we are gonna have 10,220 salvations. 10,220 salvations. I got a text from somebody who said, I led somebody to the Lord at 1215 on January 1st. He's like, one down. 10,200 and whatever, 19, whatever. Yeah, there's a lot left to go. All right, but, and people got saved last week at church. Praise God. Remember, half the salvations in the church, half the salvations outside the church. I said, we're gonna do 12 million for Kingdom Builder. I said, two new campuses and one campus, one location. We're going into new territory. We're, we're actually asking God to help us to rescue people from the enemy's grip and bring them out of the enemy's grip and into the kingdom of God. We need more power. We need more power in this. And it's so interesting, once I get done casting vision, in the last five years or so, uh, I get done casting vision and it's almost like people are in the lobby like, ah, you could have went for more, 12, that's so easy. You know, oh, 10,220, salvations, it, I, I was waiting for 25,000. I, I mean, it's almost like they wanna up my faith or something, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I just wanna say this, like, if, if, if you're saying that to me and you have great faith, praise God, praise God. But if you're saying that to me and it's a presumption, like, we're River Valley, we got this. No worry, Pastor Rob, you should have said it bigger. Do you know who's in this church? 
That's presumption. I'm afraid of that one. I love the faith, but uh, like we need the power. We need the power to do this. We are dependent on the power of the Holy Spirit to get us to where we are today. We're dependent this year. We'll be dependent the year after. And, and we need the power of the Holy Spirit. We wanna do all that, that God wants us to do and more, but we have to have this power. Now there's a commercial on TV for a medication um, and I don't know much about it, but I'll, I'll get to the tagline of it, right? It's uh, Dupixin. Uh, Dupixin is the name of the uh, medication. Again, don't know much about it, but it's like, it's a, for uh, a variety of uh, inflammatory conditions. And this is their tagline after like, they're like, Dupixin. And then it says, do more with Dupixin. That's their tagline. Do more with Dupixin. Like if you take this drug, like you're gonna be able to do more. The things that you wanna do that your inflammatory condition keeps you from doing, once you take this, you're gonna do more with Dupixit. If there was a tagline for Acts 1-8, you know what it'd be? It would be, do more with dunamis. Do more with dunamis. So some of you don't know what that word, like, but that's actually the word that's power in Acts 1-8, it's dunamis power. It's like, so Jesus was saying, like, you could do a lot, but there's a lot of things that hold you back. There's a lot of inflammatory, sinful conditions in you. Um, but if, wait, wait till you get this. Wait till you get dunamis and you're gonna do more with dunamis. And that's the word that's used here in uh, Acts 1.8. And it's, it's, it's the word like dunamis. You're like, that sounds like dynamite. You're onto something. Okay, Alfred Nobel, when he discovered dynamite, he discovered what at the time was the most powerful thing on earth to be discovered. And he's like, I have just discovered this powerful energy. It's incredible what it can do. And one of his friends was a Greek scholar. And he said, what's, what's, what's the Greek word for power? And he said, dunamis. And he goes, we're gonna name this dynamite. Like dunamis, dynamite. Like, and so he's like, I got this. This is, there's a power. And so Jesus is saying, there's, there's a power that is waiting for you. You're about to discover something. The world hasn't seen much of this. And there were special outpourings of this dunamis power on people. But now he's like, get ready. There's, there's something that's coming. And when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, there's gonna be a dunamis to you. There's gonna be a power and you're gonna do more with dunamis. F.N. Pelube, and I've never quoted this guy before, so I'm sorry if that's wrong in a way to pronounce it, but he says the word power in Greek is dunamis, of which our word dynamite is almost a transliteration. And this expresses well the greatness of the power to upheave the obstacles in their way. Jesus is like, you're going out there and you're gonna do this. I want you to go into all the world and there's gonna be obstacles in the way. And just like dynamite will blow a hole through the, the stone mountain and let us have a tunnel go through as they blast it out. He's like, this dunamis power is gonna go before you and blast out obstacles and blast holes in situations that seem impenetrable. Like you're gonna go through and you're gonna have this new power. I want this power to upheave the obstacles in our way. I don't know what obstacles are in the way to the campuses growing and flourishing, but I want this power to blow the obstacles out of the way. I want this power to blow the obstacles out of the way that will keep us from $12 million for kingdom bills. I want this power to blow the obstacles out of the way that, will, that would try to keep us from sending 40 missionaries out this year from our church. You understand? We need this power. They need it. We need this. 
dunamis. I'm, I'm dating myself in my mind. I can't help but get this thought. Sometimes I get things in my head and I got to say them. I remember years and years ago, I can't remember who even said it, but he said, dying old might. I can't remember. That's really old. That's even older than Sister Act. I can't even remember. I don't know. But anyways, yeah, anyway. I just I had to get it out of my head. It was just bouncing around in there. All right. Now, I should realize this. The disciples were saved. The disciples were saved. They had already seen a, a risen Savior, believed in Jesus, just like we do. And then he's like, okay, you got it. I, you, you believe in me, like I've risen from the dead, and you know that I'm the one. I'm, I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm the Messiah. I'm the promised one. I've, I've paid the price for the sins. So they were saved like you and I. And Jesus said, all right, you're, you're saved. You got this. You understand the message, but you need the power. You need the power. You have to stay until you get the power. And if they were firsthand eyewitnesses and he's like, he didn't say, run with the story, run, 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 run with the story, be the first to break the news. He's like, don't be the first to break the news. Wait for the power, wait for the power. If they needed to wait, we need to wait. And I just thought about the progression, like what they were going through, like just back up with me, even before Pentecost, like they have the last supper and he's like, I won't always be with you. And they're like, he's not gonna be with us. Like, could you imagine the fear that was there? Like, he's not gonna be with us. What is he talking about? He's not gonna be with us. And then they have the betrayal and the trial. And I mean, you can see they're scattering. Like, and now they're like on the run and they're like, what in the world? And then they have the cross, which is a crushing blow to everything they're thinking of. And then they have the empty tomb, which is an incredible surprise where they're like, like we think about the empty tomb and we like, yeah, that's coming. They didn't know, they didn't know. And all of a sudden, so they're going from fear, scattered, crushing blow to empty tomb, huge surprise. Then they see the risen savior. They see Jesus, he appears to them. Then he tells them, I want you to go into the whole world. And they're like, wow, that's a big job. And then he says, wait for the power. And once you get the power, it's gentlemen, start your engines. And off they go. I mean, their human ability that they had could have done a lot of things. I mean, how many know like going out and be like, I saw him. I saw him, I'm not kidding, I saw him. I literally saw, like, that's pretty compelling. Like, if they were to go out, like, I'm willing to die for him. I saw him alive. That would be amazing. And their human, human uh, ability could have done probably a lot of good, but how many know it would have, without the power of the Spirit, we'd all be going like, there's a story about a guy who saw him, and, you know, if we want to believe it, you know, we can. It was pretty compelling way back there 2,000 years ago, but... No, it's the power of the Holy Spirit that makes the story of the risen Savior come alive in our lives, in people's lives. It's the quickening of the Holy Spirit in their life that all of a sudden says, no, this is real, this is true. It's not just an eyewitness account. There's a supernatural strength, a supernatural thing that's happening when we're sharing the message of Jesus, of Jesus Christ. Now, it was a big task for them and it's a big task for us. We're still called to go into all the world and we, have, we, we break it down into bite-sized pieces with our vision. Um, but in his book, um, Goodbye Chicken, Hello Dove by Tim Enlow. And by the way, uh, Tim Enlow spoke at our uh, Seek Week two years ago on the Holy Spirit. And if you've not watched it, I would encourage you to, to find that on our YouTube channel and get it. Like, check that out because... I thought he did such an amazing job of just walking people through the progression of being baptized in the Holy Spirit, answering the questions, and just, I, I, it, it was so well done. I thought about even bringing him back again for the church. Um, but in his book, um, uh, Goodbye Chicken, Hello Dove, he talks about the task is so big, we're incapable in our own strength, 
and, and we're too afraid. We have way too much chicken and we need more dove, you know, and we're too afraid. And he said, people that are afraid start saying things like this. When, it, when, it looks, when we look at the task that's ahead of us, maybe our goals for this year or the Great Commission, whichever one, we say this, I don't have the time or opportunity to do it. And you say, I don't have the resources. I don't have the resources. I can't, I can't do it. I don't have the education or the skills. See, that's just chicken speaking. That's just excuses coming out, all right? And then you say, well, I don't know what to do. I don't, I don't know. To, so you just start looking for excuses or I'll make mistakes. And so you just start thinking because you're thinking it's on you and your strength and just on you. But when you say, oh, wait, there's more power. Once you get the power in you, you start realizing, wait, uh, I'm gonna make the time. The Holy Spirit's gonna lead me into these opportunities. Hey, I, I, I have the resources because I now have dunamis power flowing in me. So we get this power. We gotta have more power. I found this from 1988. And I just thought this guy could have said this this year. Um, and he said this before, think about this. This is 1988, I wanna put it in context. This is before cell phones. This is before YouTube. This is the infancy of the internet. The internet's like five years old this time, all right? Most of us don't even have a clue about it right now. If we did, we would have bought Amazon, Microsoft, Apple, whatever, you know, we didn't know, but we didn't know. In 1988, this is what he said. Todd Johnson said this about the crisis of missions. He said, the church has money, brains, organizations, rivers of prayer, and oceans of sermons, but she lacks in power. We have more sermons than we did then. We have more opportunities. Like we can pray live with someone on the other side of the world right now, FaceTime them and pray with somebody in the knee. Like, and he's like, we need more power and we need more power. If we're gonna do this, we've got to have more power. And, and now if we don't wanna do this, go into the all the world thing. I mean, how many know if we don't wanna do this, we could just sit around. I mean, if we just wanna be the, like we're open, come find us. You don't need a lot of power for that, you know? And, and some churches operate like that, um, where they're like, hey, we're open. And if you are our flavor, you'll find us and uh, come on in. And, and they'll even like, welcome. And where are you coming from? And they'll say like, oh, I came from this. Oh, that's our flavor. Welcome, you know? And, you know, they might brag on their church and be like, oh, you'll notice we have great leadership, strong worship. You know, we pursue excellence and we start on time and end on time. Praise God. You know, like you found us, welcome home. If, if you just wanna do that, how many know you don't need a lot of power? But I grew up in the Jesus People Revolution. Anybody see that movie? I grew up, that, that, was, that was the era that I grew up in. Like, I literally remember people like being carted out of the church. Like, you know, like uh, disruptions going on. I remember addicts running down the aisle. I remember people with no shoes in church, kind of like, I can't wear a hat, but he has no shoes. Like, how does this make sense? But it was Jesus People Revolution, okay? That's what I grew up in. And I remember going to special services and it wasn't like, hey, super great speaker person. It was, hey, we have Nikki Cruz coming to church. Now this is dating me, all right? But we have Nikki Cruz coming. And Nikki Cruz was the head of the gang in New York that tried to kill Dave Wilkerson. If you don't know the story, like Times Square Church in New York, like Dave Wilkerson went to New York and was like a country guy. And he shows up and Nikki Cruz goes, 
I could cut you up. Had a, you know, he had a switchblade. Comes out. He goes, I could cut you up into a thousand little pieces. And Dave Wilkerson, under the power of the Holy Spirit, baptizing the Holy Spirit, he says, Nikki, you could cut me up into a thousand little pieces. And every one of them would say, I love you. And Jesus loves you. And Nikki Cruz gets saved. And then he's preaching at our church. Like, I'm like, wow, gang members getting saved. And then the next week, guest speaker would be like, this guy was in prison and he got saved and God got him out. This guy was ex-mafia. I met a guy that was part of the IRA in you know, Ireland and was like, I killed people and then God saved me. And he shared, I was like, this is incredible. And it was like the church was on mission to find the people the furthest away from God that would never get saved. And the power of the Holy Spirit was like, go, 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 go do this. And now I'm afraid the church is so sanitized it's just so sanitized. It's like, we're looking for almost Christians. How many know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's like one thing you lack. I mean, you've got a job, you've got a house, you've got a dog, you're educated, you're in the social club, you belong to the golf course. One thing you lack, if you just become a Christian and sign on the dotted line, we would love to have you. I'm looking for the power. And, and I'm looking for the power that goes up to gang members. I'm looking for the power that goes into all the world. I'm looking for the power that, that looks at the most unsavable people and says, there's hope for you. You know, that's what I'm looking for. Somebody got excited in the front row. All right, yeah, no, yeah, all right. Hey, I, I'm there. And I, I just, and don't get me wrong. We should minister to the people that are almost Christian. You know, I get it. You're like, that's my neighbor. Okay, minister to them. But don't limit the power to the almost Christians. Darkness is more prevalent in our time than any time in my life that I can remember. And I know it was worse when the church started. Like, trust me, when I went to Ephesus and saw Ephesus, it was worse back then than it is now. But it seems like darkness is, is just, it's coming out of the shadows, if that makes sense. It's like darkness is like trying to be prevalent and we're calling good evil and evil good. And, and I'm looking at all this and I want more. I want, I want, a, a maximum, not a minimum. Now, I want you to see power as the dunamis power as a positive thing and not a negative thing. Like, um, how do I, what do I mean by this? Like, power, how many know it's, it's, it's crazy when words become, like, negative? Like, the word power is almost a negative word right now. Like, powerful corporations, powerful individuals, the rich and powerful. You know what I mean? It's almost like power, but power is a positive thing when we're talking about the power of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is always powerful, just so you know. He, even in, in, in the meekness, even in the humility, there's a strength that's there. There's always power. And by the way, the Holy Spirit is never running out of power. You can't find one spot in the Bible where it's like, <laughs> Sorry, sorry, guys. I need a jump. The uh, Holy Spirit needs a jump. No, the Holy Spirit has the jump, all right? Yeah. But the, the Spirit trumps all might and power because the Holy Spirit, by his nature, is the essence of might and power. That's why uh, in Zechariah 4, 6, it says, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might, nor by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord Almighty. Like, there's, there's, there's power. There's a power that's here. And we are designed to do more with this power. Now, here's what I, here's what I wanna share, like not having a negative word. And I'm trying to get to this and I don't feel like I'm doing it well, but let me, let me try to explain this. 
One of the definitions for power is, is again, the, the, the ability, the strength, force exerted, that's power. But one of the definitions for power here with dunamis is this, the ability to act effectively. Okay, let me, let me explain this. The verb form of dunamis is closely related to the phrase to be able to. Okay, now stay with me, stay with me. To be able to. Okay, unlike the word um, energy, which is like, it, it happens. Dunamis is like, you have the potential, you have the ability to. Does that make sense? Does it, it has, like a seed has dunamis power. It has the ability to grow up to be a plant. There's, it's within you and it's a positive thing. And it's giving you the ability to do um, what I would call normal things. You're still operating in the power of the Holy Spirit when you pray for someone. You're still operating in the power of the Holy Spirit when you witness. You're still operating in the power of the Holy Spirit when you faithfully serve. Do you understand? Like a lot of us think dynamite, like, okay, what do we gotta do? We're gonna start running laps in church? You know, like what, it, okay? I'm trying to explain this, that the dunamis power that's there is the same power that's gonna keep you faithful day in, day out. It's gonna give you the, the moral and spiritual power to say yes to the right things and no to the wrong thing. It's gonna, it's gonna give you the power to do the simple things we need to do to keep the church moving forward, all right? And, and dunamis power is, is such a, a beautiful thing. I don't feel like I explained that well, but I just, I gotta move on. But I, I, I was trying to... Ex explain to people that feel like, okay, does this mean the church is gonna get more crazy? I, I, I'm trying to alleviate that fear. No, it means we're gonna be more powerful. And it means even when you lead the kids in the nursery, you're gonna have the dunamis power to do that. Some of you are like, you need dunamis power for toddlers. Can I get an amen? Yeah, that's true. All right, and, and you're gonna have dunamis power to greet and dunamis power to pray. And, and that power is gonna be on you to do what God has called you to do, even the simple things it's not just a shouting power. If that makes sense? Okay, all right, I just gotta move on. But um, in the Old Testament, it's interesting, only God had dunamis power. He's powerful and he shows the power. In the New Testament, Jesus has dunamis power. And then he says to his disciples, you're gonna get dunamis power. So like only God has it in the Old Testament. And then when Jesus dies on the cross, comes back from the dead and says, I'm pouring out my spirit. The Holy Spirit's coming. You're gonna receive power, dunamis. Like what wasn't available to people all of a sudden becomes available. And all of a sudden, all those insufficient thoughts that we have, like I can't, I don't have enough this, I don't have enough. All of a sudden, when you have the dunamis power, you start realizing, wait a minute, I've got the power to do what God's called me to do. And I don't know about you, but every time I get... Um, challenged or called to do something, my first thought is, how's that gonna happen? You know, how's that gonna happen? You know, how are we gonna do that? Like, where, where's that gonna, you know? And immediately my mind wants to go to excuses and then God reminds me, wait, 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 you have dunamis power. You have a power in you that I've placed in you to get the job done, to act in the right way, to do the right thing. Don't worry, you're not relying on your own strength, you're relying on me. And I wanna read this um, verse from 2 Corinthians 3, five through six. Apostle Paul's writing to the church of Corinth and he says, not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves, but our competence comes from God. 
He has made us competent as ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. The apostle Paul saying like, we're going out there and we're not overconfident in our own strength. It's not like we got everything all lined up. We're coming in the power of the spirit and the spirit equals power and the power equals sufficiency. You have the ability to do what God is calling you to do. Some of you thought when I said, you're, we're gonna lead people to the Lord outside the church, you're like, not, no way. Listen, you need more of the power of God in you and you'll see the power equals sufficiency. You'll be able to lean on the strength of God to get this done. We need this power. Now, if you're saved and you're in our church, you've said yes to Jesus. And if you haven't said yes to Jesus, um, and giving your life to him, we call it being saved, you're saying yes, we're gonna give you an opportunity to do that. We'll do that, I, I believe, every weekend. I just, I, I almost, unless we're running over on time or the Holy Spirit just leads a different way, I just wanna keep giving an opportunity. I want you to be able to invite your friends and coworkers and neighbors to church and know that we're gonna give an opportunity um, for them to give their life to Jesus. I'm thinking of this story, and before I get into this real quick, there was a, couple that got invited to church on Easter Sunday and they were new and, and the, but the altar call came and you know, we asked everyone to keep your heads bowed and eyes closed and, and the husband raised his hand and said yes. And, and then in the car on the way home, he goes, I said yes. And, and he, cause he didn't look, like he just you know, raised his hand and his wife didn't look and she goes, you said yes? I wanted to say yes. She said, I didn't raise my hand and say yes. And so she's like, I hope they do this like every week. And she came back the next week and she's like, I hope he says yes. I hope he gives me an opportunity to say yes. Come on, give me an opportunity to say yes. And then we did the altar call again. And she's like, I'm in, whoo, praise God. Like we're gonna give an opportunity for people to, to say yes, all right. Um, but if, if you're saved, if you've already done, you said yes, you're a follower of Jesus Christ, we are asking for you to pursue being baptized in the Holy Spirit. Like Jesus said, wait guys, they were saved. Wait, there's something coming. And we believe that you can go and ask God to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Jesus baptizes us in the Holy Spirit. And then when that happens, and by the way, uh, it can happen anytime. It can happen in our church service. It, prayer team members, get ready. I mean, if people are like, I wanna pray for this today, pray for it. Small group leaders, be ready for this, to be praying for this. It shouldn't be like, ah, oh, you gotta wait for the special day. Now we do have special days set aside but you don't have to wait, but there also are days where we answer way more questions. You're gonna get uh, so much more information and there'll be time set aside. And uh, the Holy Spirit retreats are on March 16th and November 2nd. And then of course, all during Seek Week, July 8th, uh, 9th, 10th, specifically those three days. I mean, you could come and say, hey, I want this. We're lingering. How many know we're, we're water baptizing at Seek Week? We had people leave and they were going home and they came back to be water baptized. I mean, like, so we're gonna have church for a long time on Seek Week nights, all right? Um, but here's what I wanna say. So if, if you're not saved, we desire for you to get saved. We would want more than anything for you to say yes. If you've said yes to Jesus, we would desire to be baptized in the Holy Spirit to get this dunamis power that is available for you to act right and do the right thing and be empowered for the task that is out there. But then if you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, I wanna challenge you to keep full, keep yourself full. I, I'm always blown away when people say, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit and I was there at Seek Week two years ago and I prayed in the Spirit, prayed in tongues and, and I haven't done it since. And I'm like, why not? 
And they're like, well, I just was waiting for next seek week, you know? And it's like, no, you don't have to. It's like, you can pray in the spirit every day, all the time, all right? And I want you to stay full. Ephesians 5.18 says, do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the spirit. And it means to be continuously filled, filled to overflowing. And overflowing is another word that could be good or bad, like you're overflowing. I was like, like the bathtub was overflowing or the cup or the gas tank or something. No, overflowing. Think about overflowing bank account, overflowing blessings, overflowing spirit of God. Like it's a good word. And you need to stay overflowing. And one of the things that I could tell you about if we're gonna do what God wants us to do, those of us that have been baptized in the Holy Spirit, that have a prayer language that is an outward utterance that we're able to do, you need to be praying in the spirit and keeping in that overflowing mentality. Cause it's not just, we're not like we're here. It's not like, oh, glad you found us. It's not like we'll find a few. We have a huge task to do, a huge task to do. And we need to be overflowing because the, you see empty Christians make excuses, but overflowing Christians finds, find opportunities and go into all the world, all right? And that's what we need. We need overflowing Christians that will find opportunities and to go into all the world. And so as you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, I want you to keep praying in the Spirit, praying in the Spirit, even during worship. You can sing in the Spirit, you know? You're not, don't like, oh, don't go like that loud. You know, you just sing normal, you know what I'm saying? But like, we can pray in the Spirit. When there's uh, things going on in the service, you can pray in the Spirit. And as you, I believe this, as you pray in the Spirit, you're yielding to the Spirit. And as you yield to the Spirit more, you're gonna do what the Holy Spirit wants you to do. And we're gonna be the type of church that goes into all the world. Dunamis power. I need it. I need to knock down the obstacles. Come on, we need to knock down the obstacles. We need to do all that he's called us to do in the power of the Holy Spirit. So Lord, I just pray that we'd grab hold of dunamis power. If it's what you said the Disciples had to wait for, it's what we have to wait for and we'll pursue and we'll go after it. And so God, I'm praying at our altar time, we'd see people baptized in the Holy Spirit. We'd see that, I'm praying that our Holy Spirit retreat, that our seek week, that it'd be a normal thing, that this church wants to be uh, filled with the power of the Holy Spirit and then we'll go into praise and favor and salvations. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And amen.